Welcome back to the Charged Up Show. This interview was sponsored by Holistic Hockey. Holistic Hockey offers high-end on-ice skill development. They offer the whole package with skating, stick handling, and shooting. If you're looking to gain an edge for your season, call or text Tyler Ertle at 519-501-2971 or send Holistic Hockey an email. Also, make sure to check out their Instagram at Holistic Hockey. Hope you enjoy this episode. Please welcome to the podcast, uh, former captain of the Kitchener Rangers and Dallas Stars prospect, Riley Damiani. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Uh, not too much. Uh, it's actually my brother's birthday, so oh, yeah. we watch the game tonight and then kind of hang out with my brother, so that'll be good. Nice. Who, who you got for the – have you had, had any predictions yet, or who do you think is going to go? I uh, like Dallas. Uh, <laughs> Dallas. I like Dallas tonight. Um, that was my vote too. Sure. That was my vote too for uh, we and we had a prediction last episode and we all. Uh, I think both of you guys got the other one. I got Dallas for sure. I think Matt said Dallas too. I I took uh, Tampa. Dallas and seven. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> I guess Dallas started. I thought they were gonna be. Uh, yeah. and then you know Tampa's a good team so uh gotta look out for them but so what's that like watching it from obviously your perspective like that's your organization obviously they're in the bubble and everything but what what is that like for you watching are you have you been watching that super closely all playoffs or are you kind of yeah like, yeah you pick up on a lot of things so like when I went to camp um you kind of see things that they were running, things they wanted to do and the way they wanted to carry themselves. And and then you see it within the game. And uh, you, you, every play, you kind of know what they're going to do because you've skated with those guys and you've seen them up close. So um, it's, it's exciting to watch. But at the same time, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm like, I'm breaking down the game now, which is yeah. a lot different. But in the end, it's going to make you a better player. It's just... You, you sometimes miss watching just as a fan, you know, and cheering for a goal or something like that. So I feel like I'm always breaking down the game, but I love seeing Dallas, Dallas win, and uh, I'm hoping for them to, again tonight. So For sure, yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting to hear too because I, I totally get what you mean. Like, obviously, I'm not, I haven't gone too, too far in sports, but even with football, like, like – it's so different when you're actually like watching, you know, the Niners play versus like when you're actually on the field, like you break down the film and like, you're really trying to, you know, feed for tips from the, from the pros. Right. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. Cool. Like when you want to make it your career, you want to watch the best do it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the way they do it, you, you got to mimic that. It's all a copycat game moving up. So you gotta just watch, break it down and then learn from it. Absolutely. So um, obviously we'll get into your career and all, but I kind of just want to talk about this because it's so current and listeners are watching the same series we're all watching, right? Just talk about how good, like this team's obviously in the Stanley Cup Finals. You've been able to experience every player on that team. Talk about how good they are. And a lot I've been hearing from interviews and uh, uh, analysis, even Spitting Chickles podcast, is like how amazing their defense are and how quick their defense is. It's unbelievable. Like you're in practice and you have no time and space whatsoever and that's in a training camp where they just came off the summer where you know they're, they're not on the ice as much and they still have that step and it's just it's a pretty big jump from junior and lower level hockey up up to that level like everything's a lot faster um they're deer on you really quick 
it's like everything's just happening at a pace that if you're not up up to speed you're totally lost and it's just not something you keep up with so when you see them on tv it, it almost looks natural that they're deer stepping up at the blue line and um they can't get pucks in behind them and they're not getting out in rushes but it's like exactly what they want to do and it's the exact way they're set out to play because guys like Miro on the back end, Heiskanen, um, Lindell, uh, even Alexiak. These guys are big. They can move. They they make plays. So it's it's a really really good team and uh, really quick back end. It must be nerve wracking. Sure. Just like just knowing that you have that chance to like even play with them. Like it's nuts. Yeah, it's like it. It's almost like it's there and it's there for the taking but then you know everyone else is going for the same thing so mm-hmm. you just gotta keep your head buried and, and keep moving exactly so before, right before we before we keep going so obviously that's going on now but uh we also want to get into your career first let's talk about your tattoos because i noticed them when we we're in the dressing room yeah i got, uh, I got quite a few um, got a flannel don't gotta show us, but talk about why you want like what they're pretty cool. I can, I can um, show a couple of them, but I uh, what they yeah, I got my first one when I was uh 16. Okay, cool. So that's my last name, and uh, the three triangles. I got two brothers, and I'm the middle guy, so that one's filled in, and my brothers have the same tattoo, they just nice. filled in other ones. And then this piece is my most recent one. Oh, oh that is cool. Yeah. So I did the wolf and then nice little lily flower. And my thing with tattoos up here, I have a compass and a rose. And then I got my ribs done too. Cool. Uh, just just my mom's birthday in Roman numerals. So my thing with tattoos is like, they don't really need to mean that as much as people think. I think they're cool. I think it's a form of art. Um, I've always explained it like, People try and have meanings for tattoos, like, oh, I got a wolf because it means this. But it doesn't, because if that animal was ugly, if it wasn't a good-looking animal, you wouldn't get it tattooed. Like, if it meant the same thing, you would just find a reason to get, like, the the really beautiful animals to get tattooed. The lion, the, like, all, all those, the nice ones that look really good. So, I think if it looks good... And you like it. It's on your body. Own it. You know, oh, yeah. Looks sure. good. Yeah, That's yeah. how I kind of think about it. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. I got a couple more scheduled. So, oh, yeah. my left arm and my right leg, which is – that's the plan. Cool, cool, awesome. cool, yeah. Okay, so now now we'll get on the hockey talk and kind of your career. So, just run us through briefly before you obviously want to focus on juniors. But – uh, what was your minor hockey career like? Obviously, you're from Mississauga and grew up playing in the GTHL, which um, not obviously not many people. It's kind of a KW podcast, so excuse me, mostly Alliance. But what what was your what was your minor hockey experience like in a nutshell? It was great. I stayed with the same team the whole way through. Um, when it was, it was like minor novice, which is right before AAA starts, I was with the same core group that I played seven years at AAA with. So 
sticking with those guys and having those guys all the time was, was really good. And it was like just a confidence booster knowing like, okay, you're part of the core and you, you got this leadership role to bring other guys in. And I thought it really helped me uh, growing up. And then, yeah, I played, we were a really good triple A team, Rebels team. Um, you could probably look up some stats or whatever on what that team did. We were the 2000 Rebels. So uh, I think it was six Craft Cups and seven GTHL championships. Jeez. And two OHF championships. So we were uh, when we we were younger, like, and then most of us got drafted to the OHL, and I think only three, four, five of us still played. Wow. The rest are just wow. they've stopped playing. They some of them are in school, some of them are just doing whatever. Some of them have stopped completely. But yeah, it's it's like a highlight of my career just playing with those guys. And having that team the whole time, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then I went to Kitchener in my 16-year-old year, um, which was which was great. Um, I loved it. Loved playing in Kitchener. Oh, um, jumping the gun here. Jumping the gun. We're getting into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, run us, yeah, run us through the draft, obviously. We just want to touch on minor hockey, and then we'll get into the OHL draft. Did you uh, – my thing was – from Mississauga, did you know much about Kitchener? Or, yeah, or you- yeah. Kitchener is a town that you know about. Kitchener, London, um, Guelph. There's there's teams that you know about. Oshawa, um, even Mississauga, because I was from here. I watched them a lot. But um, you just like you know a lot of teams, and you talk to a lot of teams throughout the year. And your agent says, "Oh, this team is saying this. This team is saying that," and it's just kind of like all over the place. And then you go for visits at uh, different rinks throughout the course of your minor midget year. You go, they give you a quick tour, and then you watch a game. Then they send you a message after saying, yeah, we really like me and you, blah, blah, blah. And then you think you're going to that team. And then another team does it. Then you're like, oh, I got to go to that team. And <laughs> and then you're just kind of all over the place. And it probably I didn't not. really care. Heard him? Good problem to have. Yeah, it, it was just like, I wouldn't say it was a problem. I just thought it was like kind of weird, you know, because mm-hmm. I always got to choose where I was going to play. I just had my group. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then I went through the whole first round and I didn't get drafted, which I, I didn't think it was very weird, but I thought there was a possibility I went in the first round for the OHL. And then... Second round came around and couple couple picks and Kitchener was very uh, like I talked to them a lot. They were higher on my list and I was lucky to get picked at I think it was twenty nine. I checked out for the OHL, so it's a good spot and I I loved it. I slid into the lineup really easily and uh, just kind of jolted my career. Cool. So like kind of like as an outsider's perspective, like being 16 and all, or like whatever age, was it, did you ever like feel the pressure at all? Like, was it ever like an overwhelming kind of like experience at all? Or was it pretty smooth? For, for me, it was, it was, it was smooth. Like my parents were never like, you have to do this. Yeah. You have like, they were never like on me about that. It was just like, yeah, if you like it, do it. You're good at it. So (laughs) And if you're enjoying yourself, if you're having fun, 
then yeah, we're going to support you and we're going to go through it like that. But it was never like, you have to do it. It's the one thing you have to do. My parents asked me a bunch if I just wanted to stop playing or move down, play another sport. But it was just always hockey from the day I started. My dad's played hockey when he was younger, but not a high level. And he just kind of let me do what I wanted and figure it out, learn from my coaches, learn from the best. And they were just supportive of that. So it took took a load off me for sure. And yeah, that drive, awesome. the, your drive definitely uh, showed in your rookie season with over like 22 points. Um, how was that adjustment like going right into the O and like uh, having a good rookie season, a great rookie season? It was, it was weird. I didn't really know what to expect. There's a lot more thinking where I, I was good at that, but I was good at thinking of the plays that were set out. It yeah. wasn't thinking like quick. Mm-hmm. I knew the plays, but I didn't know how to do them quick. Yeah. So I had to get faster and that was the main thing. Get faster. Then when you get older, you start to get bigger. But in the rookie year, it was, yeah, I, I started the year a little rough. Um, I actually started the year good. My first couple of games were good. And then I went on a stretch where I wasn't doing much. I went to U-17s for Team Canada, played in that. And then I came back and things just kind of changed. I had a good tournament down there and coach took a liking to me. And I just started getting ice. I started playing a shutdown role. I started doing different things where I was playing defensive, but I was also getting uh, a lot of opportunities too. So. It worked out really well. I was even on the power play. I got I I got pretty lucky in that sense that I I slid into the lineup well, and it was kind of what they were looking for. So, yeah, that's awesome. Was there any like kind of vets along the way that kind of you mimicked like the way you you played at all, or any like kind of? Yeah, there's there's great... a lot of guys uh, I look up to. Uh, Maskin, who I'm with in Tex- like in Dallas, and okay. probably in Texas next year together. Um, Mason Kahn was another one. He's at Queens University now. Um, there's just there's been a lot of guys along the road where you pick up certain things from them. You pick up the way they carry themselves, or the way they prepare, or the way they, you know, rest, whatever it is. So you learn a lot from from a lot of these different guys, which is which is really nice. And then you just gotta figure it out on your own too. There's things where you'll do it and someone will think it's the weirdest thing in the world. But if it helps you and it's part of your routine, then I say, just go with it. I'm one of those guys, you know, let it, let it happen, you know, yeah, yeah, let Blow it things and sure. figure it out as you go. So uh, you mentioned the Canada U17 tournament playing in that and uh, take us through how cool that was to play. And uh, I know there's a couple of team Canada's, but still how, how awesome was that for you to play? And that's kind of your first taste of team Canada. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, they have a great program down there. It's it's pretty strict, but you could tell it works. Um, what they do down there is is second to none. They they win a lot, um, and they prepare you for for pro and for moving on. So um, discipline is definitely there, and I think that helped me as a younger guy showing up there and and just kind of being under the gun the whole time and making sure everything's spot on. When I got back to the OHL after that, I was kind of a little bit of a change, change guy. So it definitely helped. And it was a really fun tournament. You meet a lot of guys from the other leagues too, that you just carry friendships with for forever. My roommate actually from U17s 
got drafted to Dallas the same year as me, and we ended up being roommates again in Dallas. And now we're planning on living together in Texas when we play there together oh, next cool. year. So it's kind of like a friend that I met there, and we just kind of carried the bond, and it ended up working out. So it's pretty cool. Definitely. So the next uh... – go ahead, Keith, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that's definitely something – you'll never forget like those are those are the experiences that will stick with you yeah oh yeah you you always remember them i actually have a jersey up right now just team canada jersey in my room and i have a kitchener one too and a dallas one so um i got all of them dallas one's not in here right now but uh i just got them hanging up it kind of reminds me of just you know what what i've been through and where i gotta get to so yeah all the hard work you put in for sure so speaking of memorable experience obviously you had the draft after your sophomore season in the ohl and um you, you and our listeners kind of know what i mean and um you hear like the 90 points 100 points nhl draft rate you had 37 points which is obviously awesome in the ohl as a second year but um like where did you think you're gonna get drafted did you think you were gonna get drafted did you know anything about where you're gonna go third round to seventh round and um, also, then there's a decision to actually go to the draft, which some people like to go, some people don't like to go. So what was your decision like there too? And then wrap it up with the whole day and the awesome experience it was. Yeah, so um, I didn't – yeah, I didn't – it wasn't out of the ordinary for me to get drafted. So um, I I thought I was going to get drafted, and I know my dad thought I was going to get drafted. My mom – was a little iffy on it. She wasn't too sure because she always looked at the OHL as a point league, as a lot of people would. But um, I did, in my second year, I played a huge shutdown role. And a lot of people that watched and a lot of people that were fans knew that. So I'd play against the team's top players and I'd have dumped the puck in all the time. I'd dump the puck in every single rush and I'd just play in the D zone for 30 seconds get to the red line, dump it in. If we got scored on, that's when we'd start to press. So we we could score, but our main role was to shut down. So as a shutdown guy playing against the guys I was playing against, 37 or 38, whatever it was, was a good number, I thought. Yeah. And um, the other guys were around the same thing, and we did our job. We went to conference finals with that system, lost in double overtime, and we had – a 17-year-old and two 18-year-olds playing shutdown. And everyone was just kind of blown away by it. But, yeah, my mom was a little iffy on it. And then I said I wanted to go. I was like, for sure. Like, why not? It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance, right? Like, if I don't get drafted, who cares? Yeah. It was in Dallas, too. So we went on the trip to Dallas. And it was just like, yeah, whatever. My mom was a little scared. My dad, we're all getting kind of nervous. And then uh, I wasn't too sure. I was supposed to go rounds five to seven, four to seven, in that range. Um, I talked to Philadelphia a lot um, coming up, and they had a pick around in the fourth round, late fourth round. And I thought that was going to be the spot. It wasn't. Um, then the nerves kind of start to set in. You're sitting there. You got a suit on, and it's so hot in the building. <laughs> And you're sweating and you don't know if the camera's on you because you don't know you don't know what's on the TV. And it's not as full as it looks on TV. It's pretty empty in there. Oh, like yeah. it's easy to locate 
players. So I'm scared. I'm on the camera. I'm sweating. I'm about to sweat through my suit, like just totally losing it. And, uh, and my dad's sitting beside me. He's nervous and he's nervous as hell. And this is the funniest story I have. And he, and he looks at me and he goes, Hey, are you going to get picked by any of these teams coming up? And I go like, no, I don't think so. One of them was Montreal. I had never talked to them, Dallas and a couple others. So he goes, okay, I'm going to run to the washroom really quick. And he ran to the washroom. Two picks later, my name gets called. He's still gone. Oh, no Me way. My mom, I gave my mom a hug, had to go down to the floor. And my dad walked out of the washroom. His hands were drying his hands. And he looked up at the TV screen on the concourse and saw me down on the floor with a Dallas jersey on. No and way. ran back, but he was too late. So, uh <laughs> That's a pretty funny story. There's they made a YouTube running of it too. You you'll be able to find it. It's pretty funny. They mic'd wow. me up to go see my dad, which is it was a nice moment, but it was that's just the way my dad is. He's just like Yeah, I, I love it. I hilarious. His biggest it's regret cool. of all time to go it, to the washroom. Even he doesn't really I don't even think he cares. I, I think he likes it. Mm-hmm. I think he likes to be yeah. like no, have a unique story. You know? He like saw it all Dallas posted something about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's cool. So it's like a, the Mitch Marner and his mom, right? Him, his mom was in the bathroom for his first goal in the NHL. Yeah, it's like oh. just something like that, you know? Yeah, pretty cool to have that unique story. Makes that moment like even more unique to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which, yeah. I, think, which I think is nice. So that's a pretty wild, uh, wild story. I think I think that one's gonna do well. Well, for us, but um, let's get into your first like experience in the NHL and the or the camps at least. And I know you mentioned before the speed as we were talking at the beginning, and how their defense and everything is such an adjustment. But um, what what is that experience like? It's cool. It's nerve wracking, um, especially my first my first year there because right after you get drafted, you're right into camp. So I didn't have my gear um, on my first camp. Uh, I had to get my skates shipped over from Toronto oh, to Dallas. Because you were already in Dallas. So I was already in Dallas. So I wasn't going to fly home and get my gear. No one was going to fly my gear to me. But you can make little shipments. So the biggest thing was, oh, skates. Mm-hmm. So I had to wear all brand new equipment, new sticks, <laughs> new everything. That wasn't mine. Didn't feel right at all. You know how you have yeah. new equipment? You have like your own feel on the yeah. ice or whatever you're doing. You have your own feel of stuff. And it was just, it was awkward, but I got through it. It was okay. They understood. I had like this other gear. And then you play in a rookie tournament too in a Traverse City, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, and then second year, it's still, it's scary, but you know everybody. And everyone's just kind of, they're all nice guys. They're all really supportive, helping, looking out for you. Like they want you to succeed there, so it makes it a lot easier. It's it was scarier going into the OHL. I really? Think. Yeah, because you're 16, right? True. Yeah. Like at least when I went into NHL camp, I was 18, 19 years old. I was a little more grown up, and I I could handle myself a little better. 16, I'm a little 
little yeah. wild. I'm still like a little, like younger. Like you're going against 21 year olds. That's that's a pretty big age gap. Yeah, yeah, true. And especially probably because you already been through that like stage. Like it probably makes it easier, like for you like going into a new thing with uh, with new guys. Like you've kind of already kind of adjusted to that kind of environment, I guess. Yeah, because you did it in the OHL, so it's you know what to expect, and it's yeah. not it's not as much in the NHL, you know, because it's yeah. it's a business then. It's not it's sure. not a hobby anymore. Like people got families and kids, and they don't they don't got time to worry about what Riley Damiani's doing in the other room. Like they yeah. worry about themselves, and they just look out for everyone on the same level that they look out for. Like for anyone in that room, so it's it's a business there, and it's it's very, it's better, it's better to yeah. learn from. Now you, so, oh yeah, go on, Matt. Following that camp, and uh, then you went into the off season, obviously drafted. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that motivated you more because you had that breakout season with 85 points, more than doubling your points from your sophomore year and six less games. Uh, like, was that something you did in the off season different? Was it just another year in the OHL, more experience, maybe play more on an offensive role? Just what was it? Were there more of a, like, I don't I just want to pick your brain up. Like doubling your points is a, is a lot, especially when you already had 37. Yeah, it was, um, it was just kind of like a fluky year. Um, we lost a lot of guys to the NHL and AHL because we were stacked in my second year. So we lost like our top six forwards. So people were going to have to take those roles. And I was one of those guys that was going to have to take those roles as a third year player. Now dropped did this guy needs to produce. And that was what I was thinking the whole time. And at the same time, I'm not going to lose my defensive edge, but I just started putting up points. Cause you gotta, gotta score. Like, like you have to score to win. You can't just play defensive all the time, and someone's going to have to score. So um, a lot of guys stepped up that year. Yancis was one of them. He had 50. Um, Hug, Swedish guy, he was on our fourth line in my second year, and it was just, you know, you you saw these guys grow and just come up with the game and more power play opportunity, um, more ice time, more of an offensive role definitely has something to do with it and it's just that's what I was wanting to do going into that year was was be more of a point guy be more productive up front and I ended up doing that so yeah and like you said you were playing with like a whole bunch of like the Swedish guys like is there like when you're in that league is there can you find like a, a difference like playing playing your game on the ice like playing with a uh, uh, higher level than like in the OHL yeah you you could see it, but even the OHL is it's a pretty pretty sharp league. Like yeah, yeah. you gotta make passes, you gotta make plays and it's not easy. It's it's quick and if you're not making a pass and it's not a hard pass, it's it's not gonna work. And yeah. you learn that pretty quick. You see sixteen year olds come in and pucks explode off their stick and even now I go to NHL camp, pucks are exploding off my stick. It's like a slap shot. That's you gotta be able you gotta just be able to adjust and first little bit it's it's hard but then you just move on from that and you gotta you gotta just move with the game 
Yeah. What What do you remember about uh, you mentioned uh, Yantis? Yantis, however you say it. We should try to get him on. But uh, uh, what do you remember from his four goal last game of the season to hit fifty? Uh, if you check the stat line, I had seventeen minutes in penalties. I fought that game. <laughs> yeah. So I jumped a guy that game. My second fight, my first fight, I got dominated. <laughs> Absolutely dominated by Liam Foodie in my 16-year-old year, and then my I fought Carter Robertson that game, second game of the year. I just cross-checked one of our younger guys, and I had I think I had a couple points in the game already, and I was like, okay, we we had a little bit of a lead, so I jumped them, and it was sec- it was the last game, home game of the year, so I was like, oh, I might as well fight, like give the fans something else to cheer about, and then. I was off in the room, and I think he got two on the power play. Um, like, they got a five-minute penalty while I was in the dressing room. And he got two on that power play, I think, or something like that. And everyone just went crazy. It was really cool, really cool moment. Um, whole building up, and we get a lot of fans down there. So it got pretty wild, but it was fun. Cool. Would you say so you're not cool. afraid to scrap anyone? <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm afraid to scrap. It's, it's a scary thing. Yeah, I, I bet. Like, like, yeah, like, it, it, it gets a little bit, it gets the adrenaline going, but I, I'll do it. You yeah. know, like I, my parents hate it. My girlfriend hates it, but I don't know. Sometimes you have to do it. Yeah. It's part of the I, game. They, the, the team aspect of it, right? Like backing up your players, right? That's the whole, the whole kind of you know, aspect of it, I guess, right? Yeah, like, obviously, as a smaller guy, like, a smaller guy, you don't want to do it. But the odd time, if if you really have to, and if that's the role you're supposed to play, then, yeah, you got to do it. And I respect it, so. So then, then I'm assuming at the end of the season, you got your first taste of the AHL with your one game with the Texas Stars. Um were you, were you really hoping that you would get a taste at the end of that season? And what was it like? Obviously, um, obviously it's only one game, but I'm sure you took so much away from that. Yeah, I went down there. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into any games. They had a pretty, pretty set lineup, and they were really trying to make the playoffs. We were, like, right on the edge of making the playoffs. And it was just kind of a tough spot in the year. All the college guys came, too. They were, they were a little bit older, but... Um, I had an opportunity, and then I was just kind of practicing with them, you know, doing my thing. I was working, working my ass off, and I was just hoping, like, maybe I get a game just on the fourth line, get a couple chances, and then second last game of the year, one of the guys got hurt, um, and last game they said I was playing. So I I did warm-up in San Antonio the night before, which was really cool. Is that the San Antonio Spurs arena? Yeah. It's like you're on the ice and you're looking up at like banners of yeah. San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, I did warm up there, then just watched the game. And then I suited up the next night, which was the last game of the year. And I, I thought I played really well. I thought I, I created chances. Uh, I almost scored early in the game, but gripping the stick too tight. I was just like so like pretty nervous. But I thought I held my own, did did my job for the most part and uh it was a great learning experience. Everyone was the whole team was just 
like very welcoming. There were there were guys that played there all year, and now they're not playing because these junior guys and college guys come in and they didn't miss a beat. They were like, okay, that's that's what we got to do to win. That's right. what the team has to do to win. They know it's a business and they know winning comes first, which was which was really cool to see and it's good to learn from. Now, kind of wrapping it up, uh, you've been an amazing guest. Um, but for last question, what are you, uh, what are you trying to do into next season and uh, going into next season? Are you trying to not only make the team but have an impact and? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what are you trying to focus on? Like, what do you need to do personally to be able to have an impact? Uh, I gotta get bigger. That's my main thing. I'm I'm a smaller guy. Um, I don't know what my numbers say online. I try and mess with them all the time. But <laughs> um, five ten. Five ten one seventy two. Yeah. So so I'd like to be there. I'm, I'm not quite there. Yet. But, um, <laughs> I, that's that's ideal for me maybe a little little heavier but you know i've been battling a couple couple stomach things and um just trying to get that weight back on so uh it's, it's been a journey my weight's been up and down i started last season at 177 so uh it's doable to get back up there i just just gotta keep eating um on like four or five meals a day protein shakes it's horrible it's like you're stuffing yourself all the time but yeah um, it pays off for sure no doubt awesome. yeah awesome thank you so much for coming on we all really appreciate it and yeah, we really hope all the listeners appreciate it too no worries guys no worries